We're the Denver Broncos cheerleaders, and you're listening to Sports Crunch with DCROM. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever or whenever you catch the kids up. This is Sports Crunch with DCROM. I'm your host, David Cromwell, and welcome to part one of our special Beyond the Chat series which will introduce you to some of the 2022 Denver Broncos cheerleaders and show you who they are both on and off the sidelines. As I've said before, I do not think I'd be doing what I'm doing today, or maybe even be here, period, without the special bond that I've built with the women on this team, past and present. And our special guests on this series played a sizable role in further strengthening that bond, including today's guest, my wonderful friend, McKenna just began her seventh season with the Denver Broncos cheerleaders. And this season will, will also be her second season as a team captain. And during her time with the Broncos, she has been an incredible ambassador for the organization as she has appeared at countless community service events throughout Denver and Colorado, traveled to New Haven, Connecticut annually for Walter Camp Football Week, which is a big deal on the football calendar, and gone on four military tours to South Korea, Germany, Spain, and Italy, and just this year, Alaska. She is a graduate of Colorado University Boulder and works full-time as an early intervention senior service coordinator. And in addition, she also graciously designed this customized Sports Crunch t-shirt I'm wearing as we tape this, as well as my customized Sports Crunch planner that I use to prepare for every single episode. McKenna, it truly is the highest honor and greatest blessing of a lifetime to have you with us. How are you? I am doing good. And I said it once, but I'll say it again. Happy belated birthday. Um, I just love what you do and I love your passion. And I'm so honored and excited to be here and to be a part of this new series. I am humbled by your words, McKenna. And thank you so much. Uh, it truly is, uh, as I said, an honor and blessing of a lifetime to have you as part of this series as well. And as we mentioned in the intro, this is your seventh season as a Denver Broncos cheerleader. However, you had to earn your spot on the team the hard way through a comprehensive audition process every single year. It did not come easy whatsoever, I'm sure. Describe the DBC audition process in depth and explain what makes it so unique. Yeah, so like you mentioned, we do have to audition every single year. Um, you don't get any passes, no matter how long you've been there. Um, but you know, the process has looked a little different after the pandemic, um, but our most recent process, um, we had an initial day where we did some, um, just learn to dance, you know, we learned kind of a fast paced routine. Um, and there was a cut that um, afternoon. And then we moved into our um, second routine, which again, <laughs> was another um, long routine. And that's just really to test um, how quickly you can pick up material, but also, you know, do you love to dance? Um, are you fun to watch? Are you just enjoying yourself out there? They don't really expect perfection or you to nail that routine, um, just to, to really show your passion that you have a dance background and that they could see you rocking the chaps. Um, so then you move from that into our finals. That's how we did it this year. Um, and that was um, about a week long process again, where you are evaluated on technique, um, flexibility, again, picking up choreography. A lot of times they'll send us a video you have to learn from at home and then bring it in to show um, just kind of 
how you'll work on things at home and then how that'll translate to practice and on the field. Um, and then our finals day this year was um, still not open to the public yet. It used to be a big show uh, that you've been to um, <laughs> prior to the pandemic, but you know we're still navigating that. So um, it was a closed audition this year and we ran it a little bit different. Um, so this time we had the opportunity to not only do a routine that we'd worked on throughout the week, but again, learn a routine in person. Um, really quickly because we did open the audition this year to a virtual process and an in-person process. So that was the judges first time seeing the ladies who auditioned virtually um, pick up choreography and perform on the spot. So that was kind of a fun new addition. It was definitely thrilling and the adrenaline. Um, so that's all the dance pieces. And also in the mix, we do a business interview with a panel of judges and we take a very in-depth football test. Um, so that, in a nutshell, is what happens. It, it's changed here um, in the last couple of years, but the main pieces are picking up choreography, performance quality, that interview really is important, um, and that football test. And then, you know, the big wrap-up, you make the team. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I miss uh, seeing those auditions in person myself. I remember I was there when you first made the team. It was uh, just a wonderful evening, and I definitely hope uh, we all get to experience that again in the future. But what you did uh, this year was very, very excellent, especially revealing the team on social media live. That was an excellent idea. Very, very nicely done there. And I'm also glad you mentioned that football test because in a recent interview with Alexis Ray Perry on Broncos Country Connected, your amazing director, Shauna Peters, and by the way, extra special shout out to Shauna and a thank you to Shauna for allowing me to do this series with you guys. She is the best. She said in that interview that she has shown some of those questions on that football test to the players, and they came away, in her words, quote, a bit surprised at how advanced some of them were. What was your score on the football test this year, and can you recall some examples of such questions Shauna was alluding to? Yes, so I unfortunately have not seen my test yet this year, um, just because we have went straight into our Mexico trip. Um, but last year, I believe I got 102 out of 100. Um, so I, you know, that test is hard, but I think it's a really big testament to how passionate we are about not only the game of football, but the team. Because as you mentioned, that test um, shocks a lot of people. And I think one of the biggest things is the um, Broncos history on that test. Um, so I what I'm in the process of moving. So I was not able to find that test um, from last year, but I did pull out one of our, you know, study guide tests. I'm going to see if I can pull a question from here. Oftentimes, um, the questions can be like matching a player to their position. So having a really good sense of the roster, um, the active roster. Um, we have had test questions in the past where um, I think there was one this year, actually, where it'll give you a scenario and ask you um, what the score might be in that scenario, or they'll give you a score and they'll ask you, what are the different ways to get to that score and give you, you have to give some examples. Um, let's see, this year there were some images where you had to look at the, look at the photo and figure out what position that player was. Um, so that was a super tricky one this year. Um, a lot of my flashcards, we've got, you know, ref signals. I could quiz you all day on those. Um, 
But ultimately the point of the test is because we are supposed to be helping the fans know when to cheer and when not to cheer, um, guiding them in the game. So we have to know what's going on. We have to be able to see the refs and see the field and figure out what is going on. Is it positive or is it negative? And um, we want to cheer for the right things and cheer for the right people. So I think that test is super comprehensive and a really good way to uh, make sure that we are football savvy when we're out there on the field and in the community. McKenna, you just showed why once and for all, exactly why the Denver Broncos cheerleaders and all NFL cheerleaders are football savvy. Folks, take it to the bank. Cheerleaders know their football. Just that is not a myth. That is an undisputed fact. And now moving right along here, I alluded to uh, your DBC tenure in the intro. You've done so, so many wonderful things. All the military tours, the appearances at uh, Walter Camp Football Week and appearances in the Denver community and on and on and on and on and on. And uh, if you had to pick, however, your most memorable moment as a DBC so far, what would it be and why? So that is a tough question. And you really did. You summed it up. I have been so, so fortunate in my time as a cheerleader um, with the opportunities that I've been presented with. And some of those have just really impacted me. Those military tours, um, that is just something that I will never be able to explain how grateful I am for that experience. And just how, um, how much it touched my heart to be able to go out and thank our service members face-to-face -face on their turf where they're working every single day um, and just get a better sense of, you know, how they're serving. And it just, um, you know, I just made me so much more, um, what's the word? Just even more grateful and thankful for everything they do, all of their sacrifices. So that was huge. Um, and I will never be able to, to thank the Broncos enough for that opportunity. Walter Camp Football Foundation, that has been a stellar experience every year, um, being surrounded by football greats, um, just legends. So that's been a really cool experience. Um, some other things that have been really fun, I've always been able to um, participate with our Dare to Cheer program, which um, is our kiddos that work with Global Down Syndrome Foundation. And then in the more recent years, we've um, opened it up to kiddos with other um, disabilities. So um, I've been able to work with them and I've had the opportunity to walk in the Global Down Syndrome Fashion Show. So that's been really fun. But if I had to pick one unique experience, I feel like one of them was the Canton game we got to do um, a few years back because that was just really special um, and getting to see some of our Broncos legends inducted into the Hall of Fame was just so special seeing Pat Bowen inducted um, the Bowen family and just what a truly memorable moment that was and that experience to share the field with another cheerleading team as well with the Falcons that was really unique and um, that has to be up there on on the top of the list with those military tours as well. Oh, I will never, ever forget that Canton game. As I'm sure you know, I was there myself, and it was so wonderful seeing you all shine on that field and uh, also uh, be wonderful with uh, all the fans, in including myself. I will never, never forget uh, that uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame enshrinement weekend uh, with Champ Bailey and Pat Bowen going in. And uh, I'm glad you mentioned the Dare to Cheer program as well because uh, I happen to be on the autism spectrum, and uh, – seeing what you guys do with the uh, people with uh, all sorts of disabilities just 
really, really, really warms my heart. And uh, it uh, like really on a personal note, it really helped develop the special bond with you because I saw people in you that really understood what I've been through my whole life just to get to this point. That's just wonderful, wonderful stuff that you do, McKenna. And uh, as we mentioned at the top of the program, your full-time job is an early intervention senior service coordinator. Describe the basic roles and responsibilities of that job for us. Yeah, and I do. I just want to celebrate you. Like you mentioned, just where you are today, it's just truly incredible. And I love how you pursued your passions and you're crushing it. So it's so fun to watch you just thrive. Um, and I definitely feel that same connection as well, just from my background. And I agree with you on that. But as a senior, as an early intervention senior service coordinator, it's a mouthful. Um, <laughs> I get to work with um, kids birth to three with developmental delays and special needs, um, or even just really medically involved kiddos who are born um, premature or in the NICU for some reason. Um, so I really am an advocate for those kiddos. I work with their families. I help them get the services that they need, whether that's speech therapy, occupational therapy, behavioral. Um, we just really have the gamut of things that we can provide for these families. And um, what's really cool about my role is that what we do is at no cost to the family. So um, this is a free service to be able to give these kiddos services and therapies. And I absolutely love that. I wish more people knew about it. Um, so I'm here to let people know that's what we do. Um, kiddos just qualify for our program and we get to give them just all this help and all these services until they turn three. Um, and so a lot of what I do is just really working with the families. I write the plans for these kiddos, the goals that they're going to um, work on, you know, in a six month to six month span until they turn three. Um, and it's, it's an amazing job. And I'm so grateful for this um, industry to be able to, um, to be able to do what I love and help people. So um, thank you for letting me kind of talk about that. <laughs> Oh, absolutely, McKenna. And by the way, I cannot stress this enough, and I've stressed this time after time again on this program in recent years, it is absolutely essential for everybody who watches the NFL to know that cheerleaders work everyday full-time jobs just like the rest of us. And not only that, you work your jobs with the utmost of compassion and concern for the average citizen that uh, we can all do a better job of doing it our jobs. So that's very important, folks. NFL cheerleaders work full-time jobs just like the rest of us, and you have to know that. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. And going back to uh, DBC experiences for a moment, you mentioned uh, your recent trip to Mexico just a couple weeks ago. Um, you guys obviously do this annual team bonding trip in Mexico. Mexico. You unfortunately couldn't do it for the past two years due to COVID, but thank God you resurrected that this year. And after you were done uh, with your uh, shoots and all, by the way, you looked absolutely incredible uh, for those shoots, McKenna. Um, you and a couple of your teammates got to go on a special trip to the Yucatan after that. Describe that for us. How was it? Yeah, that was very unique experience. I've never been there before and having the opportunity to go um, and represent the Broncos there was so special. Um, our team was incredible. We got to go with um, some of our Broncos personnel that work with our Broncos and Espanol team. Um, and then we also got to work with Rebecca Landa. Um, she is a journalist for ESPN um, and she works, you know, in the Spanish market. Um, and she is just truly remarkable being surrounded by her, her passion for 
for sports and for football. It's just, it was amazing. Um, and she helped us just make that experience even more special. So the Yucatan Tourism Board helped organize that trip. We got to go to um, a couple small towns there and it is hot, hot, hot in Yucatan. Oh my goodness, I was not ready for that. Um, but it was absolutely beautiful. We got to see some of their amazing churches um, and their temples and learn a lot about the history. We got to go to Chichen Itza at night. So I got to see one of the wonders of the world um, and see a light show there. Um, it was just, it was truly one of those very special experiences that I will never forget. So I'm so grateful for that. Wow, McKenna, that sounds so amazing. You just added another thing to my bucket list in life. So thank you very much for that. And uh, you and I have a mutual friend who has been on this podcast multiple times before. And she happened to be a teammate of yours in 2016, which was your rookie season as a DBC. Yeah. And obviously, I'm talking about my good friend, Romy Bean, who is now a world-class sports reporter and anchor for CBS Denver. And make that our friend, Romy Bean, because she's a mutual yeah. friend, as I alluded to. Did you learn anything specifically from Romy during your time on the team together that has stuck with you ever since? Yeah, Romy, if you know Romy, she is a one of a kind. Not only is she hilarious, but she is so smart and so well-spoken. And I think um, she really taught me a lot about how to carry myself um, just in those really like formative years as a cheerleader. Um, so I'm really grateful to have shared that experience with her. I was very um, lucky to make the team with that kind of era of cheerleaders. They were women that were six, seven, eighth year members at the time. And I felt like I really soaked in a lot of knowledge from them and a lot of, um, I think it just played a crucial role in, in who I am today um, and how I carry myself and just really um, made that Broncos cheerleader legacy even stronger, getting to learn from them. Um, but something that I will always take away from Romy was um, she really talked about how football is family and that just has stuck with me forever. The way that football can connect people and people are so connected to the game and the teams. And it, it's just remarkable what football can do to bring people together. So um, from all walks of life. So I am so grateful to her for shedding light on that. And um, yeah, she's, she's one of a kind, like I said. <laughs> Amen. That is the truth. Football is family indeed. I cannot think of a single more unifying force right now in the United States of America during this scary time than football. And that is why I am glad to do what I do for this amazing game of football. And uh, sticking with Romy for a second, when she came on this program last summer, she described what the 2015 Super Bowl winning season was like. She told me that from start to finish, you could feel a vibe from top to bottom in the organization that suggested something very special was going on and that we can win the whole thing. She also said that the cheerleaders had the same kind of special chemistry as the players did that year. And I, I personally noticed it firsthand. I really did. And she implied that literally everyone in the organization, the front office, the sales team, you name it, everyone in the organization cranked their game up to 11. Now, fast forward to right now where the Broncos have Russell Wilson now in the fold. Can you sense a similar vibe throughout the organization that Romy did in 2015? Yes, I really can. I can feel the excitement. I can feel the energy. I'm really excited about Coach Hackett and excited to see what he does with this team. I love how much just 
he brings like the joy of life back to football. And I just can't wait to see him work and in action. I am so looking forward to going out to training camps this year um, and watching the players put in the work and just see how they're coming together. And I mean, Russell Wilson, you know, and Sierra, what a dynamic duo. <laughs> um, we're so excited to have them in Denver and just cannot wait to see what this season holds. Oh, I can't wait either. It's going to be a very special season. I can feel it as well. And uh, maybe on top of that, you guys will get to dance with Ciara. How would that be? Oh my gosh, that would be a bucket list item. I'm telling you, we all have our fingers, toes, arms all crossed that that might be in the cards for us this year. Oh, absolutely. My fingers are crossed as well. And uh, as you and many who have worn the chapter have said many times, one of the best parts of being a Denver Broncos cheerleader is getting the opportunity to go out in the community and serve just causes. And you're about to do so, I believe, just uh, later this week for the annual Denver Day of Service. So I can't wait to see what you all, all do there. But uh, how many community service hours are you required to perform per year? And what are some of your favorite causes to support in the Denver and Colorado community? Yes, so that is something really interesting about the Broncos organization. Um, I can't speak to other ones, but within our organization, we have no required number of service hours. And I think that is because we do have such a variety of careers on this team. Um, so we have, you know, real estate agents, and that's really hard for them to give up their weekend hours to do events. Um, so they'll do more in the week. Or we have, you know, in the past, we've had um, aerospace engineers and medical students and asking them to give up some of their valuable time um, is really hard, but they still made it work. They still um, did events in the community because it's that worth it to get out in the Broncos community um, and be with Broncos country firsthand. Um, but yeah, we don't have a required number of hours we have to meet. It really is like a, um, our director Shauna will send out a Google calendar invite and we all get to put our availability. Um, and then it kind of just plays out from there to see who does what. And um, it's really incredible just how much we do get to do um, and how much we do get to be in the community. Um, and Broncos, Broncos country is everywhere is what I have learned. Um, it is not just in Denver, it is, you know, far and wide. So, um, but some of my favorites, I think I've loved a lot of the work I've been able to do with the Boys and Girls Club um, here in Colorado. And we have a Broncos, um, Broncos Boys and Girls Club. So getting to work there is really, really special. Um, the Denver Day of Service, doing some of those um, community type events where we're out at food banks or um, soup kitchens or anything like that, really hands-on in the community. Um, those are really, really special and those go far. Um, but yeah, I think really anything, anything we get to do with Broncos country, meeting the fans and sharing those um, really special moments of getting to know people um, is just what this job is really about. Oh, those are some wonderful causes indeed, McKenna. And uh, you just gave another example as to the full-time jobs that you and your teammates work. NFL cheerleaders are just like us, folks. You cannot forget that ever, ever, ever. And now, McKenna, it's time to play a new game on the show that we debuted with uh, Cody Whitehair, who is a, a Pro Bowl center guard for the Chicago Bears a couple months ago. And this game is called Country Music Superlatives. So both you and I are big country music fans. And in this game, I mention a context or an event, and you 
Tell me what country music song fits best with that event, starting, starting with the best country music song to get you fired up before a game. Oh my gosh. Let's see. That's a toughie. Right now it's throw it back because we had a routine to that this year. And that was one of our favorite routines. Anytime it comes on, you'll see all of us start doing the choreography and it just gets us so excited. So that would be one right now that I would say um, really gets me fired up. Yeah, throw it back. Who is the artist for that? Oh, let me look. It's kind of like a, a country hip hop combination. Um, it's by Keith Urban and Breland. Whoa, talk, talk about an interesting hit. I yeah. better go check that out myself. Oh, it's a good one, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Hope to see you guys perform that tune this year in person. Oh, yeah. uh, and uh, you performed to Pitbulls Don't Stop the Party after every Broncos touchdown. But if you could pick a country music song to celebrate after a Broncos touchdown to and do a similar routine to, what would be that song and why? Hmm. I feel like it'd be something by Kane Brown. I feel like he's one Mississippi. Yeah. I feel like he's got some upbeat songs and that would be something really fun to get the crowd going. Absolutely. Uh, I believe Monday night football plays part of that song by Kane Brown, one Mississippi before they go to commercial break. That's uh, how yes. uh, special his uh, music is in the context of a uh, football game. Yes. Um, what about the best country music song to celebrate a Broncos victory to Cody Whitehair had a very, very interesting uh, choice. Uh, when we interviewed him, he said, uh, Brooks and Dunn's proud of this house we built was his oh. victory song. That's a good one. And I like the kind of underlying message there. Absolutely. I might have to copy him on that. That's a solid, solid choice. Absolutely. So we got two votes for Proud of the House We Built by Brooks and Dunn for best country music song to celebrate a victory to. And I'm sure you may know, I was in Denver just a week or so ago to see my man, Luke Combs at Empower Field. He yes. is one of my dudes. That's all I can say, man. He, uh, I, I just listen to his music every, every single day. I am a Luke Combs fanatico, so to say. And uh, you performed a routine to one of my favorite Luke Combs songs last year, One Too Many, mm -hmm. but excluding that song, what do you think the best Luke Combs song to perform a quarter break routine to is? And hopefully that, you get to it this year. Yes, that one last year was a major hit. It was so fun. Um, if I had to pick another one, it might be a long neck, ice cold beer. Beer yeah, never broke neck. my heart. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's a good one. So I feel like that one's got a good beat and it'd be really fun. Oh my God, that would be a, such an interesting routine because it's kind of a slowish beat, but uh, I think you guys could absolutely pull off a song to that. That would be so, so awesome if you did. Yes. It, it, it could win an international choreography award. You never know. Oh, absolutely. You never know. And last but not least, the song that best describes the person you are. Ooh, that is a toughie. And I really, oh, I don't know because I feel like I'm ever evolving. <laughs> it have to be something. You maybe you can help me out on this. It have to be something that tells a story, and is upbeat because I feel like I'm a pretty upbeat person. You got something in mind? I do actually. Let's and hear I was, it. 
speaking of this song, the day the news broke that the Broncos traded for Russell Wilson, because that was after uh, the expected news that Aaron Rodgers was uh, going back to Green Bay, which uh, angered the Bears fan side of me so, 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 so much. Uh, but uh, but lo and behold, an hour later, the news about Russell Wilson broke. And when I listen to the song, I think about the reversal of fortune when I listen to these lyrics in the song. And the song is... When it rains, it pours by Luke Combs. That is a good one. I I could say that one would work for me because I feel like it's got that mixed beats and tells a great story. So let's go with that one. I think it's a solid choice. When it rains, it pours. It is. And uh, let's hope the uh, momentum from those lyrics carries the Broncos forward to a Super Bowl championship this year. Fingers crossed. (laughs) Absolutely. And McKenna, thank you so, so much once again for joining us. But before we let you go, we have one last question for you. How would you define the word cheerleader? Oh, I think a cheerleader is just someone who always roots for others, um, is always lifting others up and wanting the best for them. Um, and truly someone who leads by example. I think that's really important in, in a cheerleader because got to walk the walk if you're going to talk the talk. So um, yeah, I think, I think that that's really important. And I'm so grateful to carry that title with the Denver Broncos um, for these past six years and going into seven. And, um, and I'm just so grateful for you having me on the podcast today and just thank you for your passion and for being our biggest cheerleader. Cause you do always lift us up. Um, and so I'm excited to see where this series goes and to continue to hear my teammates um, on the podcast. Um, and just thank you again um, so much for, for having me. She is Denver Broncos cheerleader McKenna, seventh year veteran and second year captain. Follow her on both Instagram and Twitter at DBC underscore McKenna. McKenna, I cannot thank you enough for graciously donating your time and talent to our program today. And that's it for today here on Sports Crunch. But our Beyond the Chap series, as McKenna alluded to, returns later this month, featuring two of McKenna's exceptional teammates, Alexandria and Sophia. Also, our regular NFL coverage resumes next week with my main man, Mark Schofield, talking about the draft classes of the Broncos and their AFC West rivals. So stay tuned. Also, be sure to follow me on Twitter at dcrom 59 and on Instagram and now TikTok at Sports Crunch with DCROM. And remember, that's Crunch with a K. On behalf of McKenna and myself, thank you so much for tuning in. And whatever you're doing, please choose love. Please choose kindness. Please choose compassion. Please choose selflessness. Please choose empathy and all the qualities that make the Denver Broncos cheerleaders so exceptional. And also... Please keep the folks in Buffalo, Uvalde, Texas, and the brave, inspiring people of Ukraine in your thoughts, prayers, and whatever actions possible. Until next time, cats and kittens, stay cool.